Welcome back to Driven Forward, Influential Leaders Powered by God's Will. I'm your host, Jordan Johnstone. In the last episode, we met Donna Latier, co-founder and CEO of Gardenuity. Being an entrepreneur suits Donna's strong drive to succeed and make a difference in the world, but she will willingly admit that it takes equal willpower to practice what she preaches through the mission of Gardenuity. Through the influential kindness of a former boss and beloved mentor, as well as being a mother to two girls and dealing with the life-work balance conundrum that we can all relate to, Donna has come to understand that self-care and recognizing and cherishing the source of true joy in each of our lives are crucial to being successful and fulfilled. Let's listen now as Donna shares the rest of her story with us. So you get to England after you graduate, and at what point did you kind of start thinking about career? Uh, Well, I worked at Pizza Hut uh, in London, my senior year, I was not great as a waitress, (laughs) Um, and then went to Texas to go to college, worked through college, um, and then had the fortune of getting a job out of school with Neiman Marcus, Hmm. and I remember, um, you know, having not grown it in the States, not knowing what you weren't supposed to do, so I had read the book, Minding the Store, my office was in a converted dressing room, and I literally called Mr. Stanley and his secretary for some reason put me through and I said, I'd love to take you to lunch. I'm brand new in my career. He graciously said yes. And I remember driving downtown and he imparted some really beautiful wisdom on me about Mm. career and customers and experiences. Um, And I'll never forget that kind of pay it forward moment that he shared his time with me. He had no reason to, I was, you know, 22 and, and crazy. And he was very gracious. Mm -hmm. So that certainly played a a nice pivotal part in everything I've done. Um, and my favorite bosses, um, Jerry Murphy was my boss at Neiman's and Mm -hmm. those kind of people, if you get to work with them in your formidable years, somebody who takes the time to listen, not in a hurry. Um, I think that you learn a lot from them and you learn how you want to be a leader. Mm -hmm. Now, you have mentioned a few times um, about your daughter and your family. So at what point did you start that journey? Um, Well, I've got two girls, 17 months apart. Oh, wow. Um, And my first one was as easy as can be. I was Mm -hmm. traveling up to three weeks before she was born. Oh, wow. Um, (laughs) Never I mean, I skied when I was five months pregnant. I mean, I just never, it, I really, my life didn't change a lot. Yeah. Um, and then got pregnant with Jillian and I kind of thought something was up, mm. but the doctors kept saying, nope, it's fine. It's fine. And I think sometimes your intuition knows. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, when she was born, it took us about five years to finally figure it out, um, how, uh, pretty tough it was going to be for her. Mm, Doctors were very direct saying we don't anticipate her to live past five. Um, And, you know, that was not an option for me. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, you know, she pushed and I pushed and never gave up. And Mm. I think that, you know, a lot of people go through their entire life trying to figure out what they want to be when they grow up. And Jillian was born knowing that she was going to be a teacher. And she teaches me patience. She teaches me perseverance. She teaches me um, what joy really looks like. Mm 
Mm. Uh, and I think she did the same thing for her sister. Mm. Uh, so for a long time, it was just the three of us, the two girls and me. And mm. um, I think we each played a role, but it's it's been a great journey. Mm. Well, and it sounds like we're, we mentioned it in the previous episode, you, you're very driven. And so it sounds like that kicked in for, for the good, you know, like I, yeah, we're in this for the long haul girl. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dying yeah. is not an option. Yeah. We do not have time to that today. <laughs> um, and there's been some, I mean, I've had to learn how to do some things that I couldn't fathom, mm-hmm. you know, from, you know, threading feeding tubes from the mm-hmm. nose to the tummy and mm-hmm. having her on every machine under the sun. I mean, it's, it, there were some challenges that were a little daunting. Um, and you just face them. You just not always, um, you know, with grace, but you face them. Yeah. People with drive, um, I've come to learn, uh, I would not say that I'm, well, I can, I can have drive. (laughs) I won't say that I'm, I don't, you know, I'm not driven, but I am not super competitive. So, you know. I can't, I can't relate on that big of a level, but I will say even with the level of driven that I can be, I mean, I come up against that inner critic, uh, that lovely self doubt. Uh, so is that something that you've, you've had to come to to terms with every single day? Mm. I mean, I think that it's real and people, especially women. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. I mean, I think it's real every day and I'm fortunate you know, from a professional standpoint that I get to work with people who are a lot smarter than me. Mm. Um, and so, you know, they're, I'm very comfortable them telling me that this is not the direction that's best for the company. Mm. Um, we need to go this way or that way. Um, but every day the self doubt is there and it's there professionally and personally, because Mm. 10 years ago, people were asking me to talk about, work-life balance, which I thought was ridiculous because there was <laughs> no three things that were going to make every day okay. If you do right. this, your life will be in balance. It's a minute-by-minute choice. Mm-hmm. Um, but at least now, after the pandemic, people are talking about life-work balance, Yeah, which makes much more sense to me. I can get mm-hmm. behind that notion. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that you know every crisis is a catalyst for change. Yeah. And I think that's something that has come out of the pandemic. People are very comfortable and confident talking about life than work. Yeah. Well, and we like to phrase work-life balance. A few years ago, we had an article that someone wrote for us and she kind of phrased it this way and we've, we've kept it is instead of work-life balance, work-life integration, because, yeah. you know, there really is no, like you said, you're never going to achieve that perfect balance because it's different for everybody. So we can't put out a standard and then, you know, expect everybody to live up to it. It's just making it worse. That's right. so, There's no three rules. No, it's, it's every day how yeah. you approach, I think every day. And we're one person. It's like yeah. for a long time, I had two phones. I had a personal phone and I had a work phone mm. and I realized this is ridiculous. Mm. You know, let's bring it all together. Um, and, and that certainly simplified life for me. Yeah. When did you first get the idea for Gardenuity? Oh gosh, I love telling this story. So <laughs> it certainly, my business partner and I, my co-founder met through Jillian um, mm. and we knew we wanted to do something in the wellness arena. Mm-hmm. And I think we're in a time that 
gardening and wellness are coming together in real time. And we have this once in a generational opportunity to redefine Mm -hmm. the way we live and the way we work. Um, So we looked at, you know, wellness from a Buddhist medicine perspective, wellness from mental health perspective. What does wellness for the planet mean? And gardening seemed to come up um, as an idea. What we have today is not exactly what we started with. It has evolved with the people who we've surrounded ourselves with. Um, But gardenuity means ingenuity and gardening. Hmm. And it's about a way to embrace well-being. You know, there's decades of data and science that talk about the act of gardening, how good it is for us. Mm -hmm. But the realities of the way we live and work today, 95% of first-time gardeners fail. And Mm -hmm. there's this crazy misperception that you have to have a whole weekend every weekend to garden and you have to have a lot of experience and an entire yard, right? Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. that's not how we live today. So we thought, okay, we can change the narrative uh, so that people can enjoy the benefits. Yeah. Well, and I will say, I will put myself (laughs) in that uh, pandemic gardener, I think is what I've heard it called, where, you know, hey, we're all at home now. So let's try this gardening thing. And I wouldn't even say that it was initially my idea. My husband and my son just kind of picked up a flat at Home Depot and put some seeds in some dirt. And then that led to a raised bed to which I looked out the window and said, what are you doing? <laughs> what, are, what are you putting in the backyard? Uh, and now our little quarter of an acre backyard is full of raised beds. And we have two walls of berry bushes. And it has become my, <laughs> I kind of took it over a little bit. It has become my oasis. Like that is where right. I go out. I, you know, take a break from being a working mom <laughs> at home yeah. um, and go out there. And it's almost, it's a different kind of thing to not even worry about, but it's almost just a different kind of thing to get your hands dirty with, you know? And, well, and there's neurological yeah. reasons why you want to do that. No, I mean, <laughs> it's like, why do uh, I want more know, responsibility? Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, but I kind of think life comes in chapters. Yes. And you know, a chapter when you're really young is that you play in the dirt all the time. Yes. And that's yeah. really good for our cortisone levels, for our yes. cerebellum neurologically. Yeah. yeah. And then the next chapter is our parents saying, you know, don't get dirty. And the next mm-hmm. chapter is, is your homework done? And then the next chapter is, you know, are my bills paid, right? We forget the beautiful joy that can come Mm -hmm. from connecting with soil, connecting with um, growing uh, good things. Yeah. I mean, it's God's creation. You're, you're putting your hands into it basically. (laughs) So, I mean, it it is, it is just such a source source of joy. Um, Right. Well, and with gardening, I mean, obviously, you know, the people that were forced to work from home or just are working from home, you know, they get to reap the benefits of it. But for companies, you know, that's kind of something that you want to try to work on, right? Through Gardenuity is teaching companies and leaders about employee wellness and engagement, right? I mean, is that something that gardening can help with? Absolutely. And Doug Platt's actually, um, he created what we call a channel partner program and mm-hmm. 80% of our business is really through corporate partnerships, whether it's a Cigna or whether it's a law firm or accounting firm or, you know, Uber Salesforce, whatever it might be. Yeah. They've recognized that leaders have to be examples of self-care mm-hmm. uh, and they have to give the hybrid work world 
an opportunity to connect because that's part of how the culture comes to be. And there's data that supports a solid onboard program is going to reap better benefits for both the employee coming on board and what you want them to deliver for the company. Mm-hmm. Uh, and 35% of the workforce will be working high, some sort of hybrid model yeah. uh, by 2023. Mm-hmm. And I think these leaders who are taking into account mental health of their employees, um, physical health, and the health of the planet are really thinking long term. It's, mm-hmm. it's an opportunity because it's going to impact the bottom line. Yeah. You know, the, the pandemic uh, has led to or was a catalyst for bringing to attention the burnout epidemic. Yeah. They were yeah. tired. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that we've got to figure out how to support our team and other teams with ways to be, with preventative care, maintenance, um, and gardening is a conduit. It's not our research. It's white mm-hmm. papers and Neuro, mm-hmm. neurologists globally have been talking about it. There's, I mean, there's a reason hospitals are putting bigger windows um, in because it helps the healing process. Um, mm-hmm. But there are some really amazing leaders out there who are driving the chain. Somebody like mm-hmm. Ariana Huffington um, uh, has just put out a mental health pledge. And now mm-hmm. 200 plus companies have signed it saying, we're going to keep our focus on mental health of our employees, whether there's a recession or not. And yeah. that kind of leadership, I think, is uh, brave. Thinks It takes courage. Um, and I think that's going to impact the bottom line of a lot of these companies. Yeah. And you mentioned burnout. And, you know, I know, obviously, burnout affects everyone. <laughs> it doesn't pick who it's, it's going to, you know, sit on. But women, you know, we often have to pretend like, we can have it all, um, you know, and that's totally doable and it, and it is, but there's a cost, you know, and in current times we're having to shoulder a a lot and, you know, and then just keep pushing forward, which is then ultimately just leading to more stress and more guilt. (laughs) So has anything, you know, in the past, you know, during the pandemic or even at any other point in your life, you know, what has been that solace for you, you know, as a business leader, when you do come up into these storms, you know, for lack of a better word of stress and guilt. You know what, when I take the time to practice what I preach, yeah. <laughs> that care is not selfish. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I take the moments to breathe and find what we call mindful moments mm-hmm. um, to be grateful, you know, neurologically, Gratitude and anxiety cannot coexist. Yeah. So if you put micro steps into practicing gratitude mm. and gardens grow gratitude, mm-hmm. then find those mind, mindful moments throughout the day. Um, you know, I've got outdoor gardens in our grow bags across my patio, and it's the only time of the day when I'm watering them in the morning that I'm not tethered to a phone. Yeah. And it's during those times I get to witness growth and nature and and the reality is we're nurturing nature but it nurtures us yeah. our indoor gardens um mm-hmm. they're called desktop gardens we encourage people to nurture them whether it's misting a tropical garden or um you know dusting a succulent it's three or four seconds every morning before you turn on your computer and it's in those three or four seconds that you can have a kind of a mindset shift in a moment mm-hmm. to 
find things you're grateful for, to put life in perspective and to take a deep breath. Yeah. Now, what does Gardenuity offer? Like, how can our listeners get involved? Oh, gosh. We do have a website, Gardenuity.com, and you can certainly buy um, a, a desktop garden or an outdoor garden. It comes with everything you need. We've got technology called Gardenuity Match that matches um, the right gardens to the right people and the plants to the right nutrients. So you literally get everything you need. Um, But you also get wellness tips and ideas. Um, If you lead a team and you're part of a company that is looking Mm. to bring well-being benefits uh, to your team, um, whether they're hybrid group or it's all together, um, you can reach out because we've got a very strong corporate program um, that's led by Doug Platt. Awesome. Yes. And we will definitely have the link uh, included on our episode page for this. Um, so be sure to go to our website and check that out. So what would you say, you know, you've, you've had a, a life. <laughs> what would you say <laughs> you are, you're most proud of? Being a mother. Mm. Yeah. Not giving up, you know, convenience over compassion happens a lot in our society. And I've been blessed to have a child that's not convenient. Mm. Um, You know, getting a kid who's non-ambulatory to the car in the rain, you realize you you take for granted being able to run quickly through the rain to get in a car. Um, Mm. And so, you know, I'm proud of how she and Madison have taught me to adjust, to be flexible, Mm -hmm. um, and what joy looks like. Yeah. When did you first in your life understand or maybe even experience the power of influence? Uh, well, I have an older sister. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I mean, she bossed me around when it was convenient. Mm -hmm. Um, still does. Uh, I mean, we're 18 months apart. It's hilarious. Um, you know what? I got to witness some really amazing leaders throughout my career Mm. and I got to uh, learn how to be a leader from some amazing people. Um, you know, it's the little things sometimes that you remember the longest and have the greatest impact on you. I remember I was working for Neiman's and my boss, Jerry Murphy, I was literally, it was holiday season. I was working 16 hours a day. Hmm. Um, and I went in to talk uh, about some numbers with him and I passed out. I just fainted. And this is before Uber Eats. This is for Uber. This is, you know, wow. so he had somebody drive me home. Uh, and at two o'clock that afternoon, the doorbell rang and he had soup sent over. Oh. Yeah. So he, it was, somebody had to think about it. Mm. That little thing impacted me so much, uh, cause he showed that he cared and he appreciated what I was doing. Mm. Um, and Jerry Murphy continues to this day to be a mentor to me. Mm. And that's the key, you know, and it's something that we are actively talking about at forward is that you can be an influence at any point. You don't have to have a certain title. You don't have to be in a certain corporation. You don't have to have a certain number of people on your team to be considered an influence. I mean, God can use anybody anywhere at any point to be an influence. 
And, and that's we and were that's all influencers before people got paid for it. Women yeah. have been influencers from the dawn of time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> true. Very true. Now, if you had this opportunity to go back in time and could change something about your life, would you and what would you change? You know what? That is tricky because, of mm-hmm. course, you think, boy, wouldn't it have been great if Jillian had been mm-hmm. born healthy? Yeah. Uh, but the reality is uh, she makes an impact on anybody she meets. So I wouldn't change that. Do I wish, you know, I hadn't um, had a failed marriage? Yeah, of course. I mean, uh, you know, nobody wants those kind of failures in their life. But through each challenge, I've become me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like you've probably already answered this, but I'm curious anyway, and I'm sure we will benefit from whatever you say. What brings you joy every day? My family. Mm -hmm. Hands down, my family. Yeah. It's important to me. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think friends become family. Yep. Uh, you know, I, I don't think they have to have, you know, a bloodline to be family. Friends mm-hmm. become family. Yeah. All right. And so the last question I always ask everyone this, um, what would you say in your life looking back, what has driven you forward? You mean what's kept me going? Mm-hmm. Faith. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I think that, you know, learning, you know, Peter recovered from failure, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, there are stories throughout. Um, I, you know, I like the idea of being a leader with a servant's heart. Um, but what drives me forward every day is that I'm not alone. I've got faith. What part of Donna's story relates most to your own journey? We would love to hear about it. Leave us a review on whichever podcast platform you're listening on or post on social media with your favorite quote from Donna's story. Make sure you use the hashtag Driven Forward Podcast. If you haven't already, please take a moment to subscribe to Driven Forward on your preferred listening platform. To learn more about Forward, you can visit forwardwomen.org. That's the number 4-W-O-R-D-W-O-M-E-N.org. And you can follow us on social media, where we post weekly blogs, information about upcoming events, and share inspirational quotes and verses to help you get through your day. We'll be back next month with a brand new story of an influential leader driven forward by God's will. Be sure you're subscribed so you don't miss the new episodes. Thanks for listening. Journey Forward is the answer. Forward only exists because of the generosity of the Forward community. When you give your time, talent, and treasure to Forward, you make it possible for more women in the workplace to find their tribe and be empowered to become all God created them to be in work and life. We have a big goal in front of us, to empower 10 million Christian women in the workplace to change the world by 2030, and you have a part to play. Your financial gifts to Forward support the ongoing Forward operations, support services, digital content like this podcast, as well as our outreach and overall mission. 
Journey Forward is an easy way for every Forward woman to be part of the mission and vision of Forward through recurring donations at one of four giving levels. To learn more about Journey Forward and to find your level, go to forwardwomen.org and click on the Join the Journey tab at the top of the homepage.